0: It's Tuesday, October 31st, 2023, and I'm Dave Sobel. Three things to know today. A regulatory framework for AI. We're analyzing the White House's new executive order. The international regulatory tide rises. What MSPs should know about the global initiatives on AI and ransomware. And AR, VR, and the right to repair. Some new moves to catch you up on. This is the Business of Tech. With the code MSP Radio or the link in the show notes. MSPGlobal.com and code MSP Radio to attend for free. So, as expected and mentioned yesterday, the White House issued a sweeping executive order around AI. The EO covers a wide range of concerns. It mandates developers of advanced AIs and large language models to share safety test results, develop standards for AI system safety, prevent dangerous biological materials, combat AI-enabled fraud and deception, establish a cybersecurity program, and draft a national security memorandum. The Order has eight goals. To create new standards for AI safety and security, protect privacy, advance equity and civil rights, stand up for consumers, patients, and students, support workers, promote innovation and competition, advance U.S. leadership in AI technologies, and ensure the responsible and effective government use of the technology. The Order directs leading AI labs to notify the U.S. government of training runs that produce models with potential national security risks, instructs the National Institutes of Standards and Technology to develop frameworks for how to test AI models adversarially and develop red team standards, and establishes an initiative to harness AI to find and fix software vulnerabilities, among other measures, automatically. The EO does not require that AI companies adhere to NIST standards or testing methods. It spells out interim technical standards to assess potential cybersecurity risks of AI models based on computing power and hardware specifications. The order also taps the Defense Production Act to require companies to share AI model testing and training data with government agencies under certain circumstances. The order requires the Department of Commerce to develop guidance for content authentication and watermarking to show clearly labeled marks for AI-generated content. The government will also produce a report on AI's potential labor market impacts. It will then outline new principles and best practices to guide employers and workers on job applications and compensation. The Justice Department and federal civil rights offices will be trained on best practices for investigating and prosecuting AI civil rights violations. Best practices will be developed on the use of AI in sentencing, parole and probation, pre-trial release and detention, risk assessments, surveillance, crime forecasting, predictive policing, and forensic analysis. Administration officials pointed out that the reporting requirement will not impact any AI models currently available on the market, nor will it impact independent or small to medium-sized AI companies moving forward, as the threshold for enforcement is quite high. It's aimed at the next generation of AI systems that companies like Google, Meta, and OpenAI are already working on. With enforcement on models starting at 10 to the power of 26 petaflops, a capacity currently beyond the limits of existing AI models. President Biden has also requested that Congress pass bipartisan data legislation aimed at validating data collection processes, strengthening research and technology, prioritizing privacy-preserving techniques, and developing guidelines for federal agencies to adhere to and evaluate the effectiveness of such techniques. And finally, the White House launched AI.gov, a new website that showcases the federal government's efforts and achievements in artificial intelligence and provides resources and guidance for researchers, developers, and the public. Why do we care? You can't say they didn't do their homework. It's very clear that AI will not go the way of social media. There will be some level of regulation. That's very apparent. The order delegates to federal agencies to examine AI in their area of expertise. It's logical and puts the power close to the expertise. While not directly affecting smaller providers or IT outsourcing firms, these standards will likely set industry benchmarks that trickle down, impacting future compliance and service offerings. These are the kinds of frameworks to leverage regardless. Note that call for privacy legislation. Most Americans believe they have privacy already protected. We covered that data before. It's possible AI may bring that data protection. Both of these moves are reason to help customers make sure their data is well managed and ready for AI, even without the regulation. That's going to be a requirement to be useful with the technology regardless. And that's not all. The group of seven industrial countries, the G7, will agree on a code of conduct for companies developing advanced artificial intelligence systems. The voluntary code aims to promote safe and trustworthy AI worldwide, addressing privacy concerns and security risks. It will guide organizations in developing advanced AI systems and encourage measures to identify, evaluate, and mitigate risks throughout the AI lifecycle. Companies are urged to publish reports on AI capabilities, limitations, and misuse and invest in robust security controls. This is expected in the next week. The United Nations has established an advisory team to assess artificial intelligence governments and ensure an inclusive approach. The team, consisting of 39 members from government agencies, private organizations, and academia, will address issues related to international AI governance. The move comes as consumers express concerns about businesses' responsible adoption of AI and compliance with regulations. The UN aims to drive discussions on AI governance, integrate existing initiatives, and provide preliminary recommendations by the end of the year. And 40 countries in a U.S.-led alliance are planning to sign a pledge never to pay ransom to cybercriminals and work towards eliminating their funding mechanism, according to a senior White House official. The International Counter Ransomware Initiative aims to address the growing number of ransomware attacks worldwide, with the United States being the worst hit. The initiative will involve better information sharing about ransom payment accounts and the creation of two information sharing platforms. Partner countries will also share a blacklist of digital wallets used for ransomware payments, and artificial intelligence will be used to analyze blockchain for identifying illicit funds. That comes out of the White House hosting the Counter Ransomware Initiative Summit this week. Why do we care? We're not just getting U.S. regulation. MSPs can expect the establishment of international best practices in AI. This code could impact vendor selection, compliance, and risk management services. Adhering to these internationally recognized standards could also be a selling point for providers, although I'd note that's likely true of adhering to any standards. A multi commitment to never pay ransoms will shift the dynamics of ransomware attacks. For providers, this emphasizes the importance of preventative measures and secure backup solutions, and being prepared to also never pay a ransom. Let's clear the decks on Legislation Talk. The FCC has approved plans to use the six gigahertz band for wireless devices, allowing for very low power operations and higher power levels within geofenced areas. This decision could benefit tech companies working on projects like AR glasses and mobile VR devices. The approval expands the spectrum for more general use and provides greater connectivity freedom for companies like Apple, Google and Meta. Meta's VP of North American Policy praised the decision, stating that it allows for developing the next wave of computing. Apple announced its support for federal right-to-repair regulations at an event hosted by the Biden administration last week. The company intends to honor California's new repair provisions nationwide, which require device makers to stock replacement parts and tools and offer repair documentation for several years. Apple's VP, Brian Nauman, emphasized the need for a uniform federal law that balances repairability with product integrity, data security, usability, and physical safety. He also outlined the ideal features of such a law, including maintaining privacy and device security, ensuring transparency for consumers, and creating a strong national standard. Why do we care? That's a subtle development on the AR and mobile VR front long-term, sure, but a data point to note. AR broadly is where I suspect we'll find more significant customer value in the long run. Apple's shift in stance towards right-to-repair legislation is significant for providers, especially those involved in hardware maintenance and repair. The movement towards a federal standard could simplify the repair landscape and lower the barriers for providing
1: repair. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's bluehost.com Wondersuite.
0: Prepare services. Thanks for listening. Happy Halloween. It's also National Caramel Apple Day, but don't give those out. Just make those on your own. Talk to you again tomorrow. The Business of Tech is written and produced by me, Dave Sobel, under ethics guidelines, posted at businessof.tech. If you like the content, please make sure to hit that like button and follow or subscribe. It's free and easy and the best way to support the show and help us grow. You can also check out our Patreon, where you can join the Business of Tech community at patreon.com slash mspradio, or buy our Why Do We Care merch at businessof.tech. Tech. Finally, if you're interested in advertising on this show, visit mspradio.com engage. Once again, thanks for listening to me, and I will talk to you again on our next episode of the Business of Tech.
1: Part of the MSP Radio Network.